Hey, once again, and welcome to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman, pastor here at Valley Christian Fellowship. And today we bring the, the book of Acts to a close. We get to the very end of the book of Acts in our, in our Valley Christian Fellowship Bible reading plan. And, uh, and here's what happens. Paul, we saw yesterday, they were worried about not making it. Well, they end up uh, crash landing in Malta. There's a lot that goes on there. Uh, I'm not going to share about that today, although it's a fascinating story. And then finally, Paul gets to Rome. And uh, and there he, first thing he does is he ends up meeting with the Jewish leadership. Now remember, Paul is called to be the apostle to the Gentiles, but Paul is Jewish and he's got a heart for the Jewish people. Remember that oftentimes his uh his methodology is he would enter into a city and he would go first to the synagogue and find the Jewish people and share the gospel there. And then from there, he would end up sharing with the Gentiles. Well, this is his method. This is his model. And so this is what he does. And so let's pick up. I want to look at two portions of this. I want to look at him interacting with the Jewish people. And then I also want to look at the, just the very tail end, the, the very end of this, this great book. And so here's what we have. We have a uh, Starting in verse 20 of chapter 28, um, Paul, he says, for this reason, he's speaking to the Jewish leaders, therefore, I have asked to see you and to speak with you since it is because of the hope of Israel that I am wearing the, this chain. And they said to him, well, we have not received, we have received no letters from Judea about you and none of the brothers coming here have reported or spoken any evil about you, but we desire to hear from you what your views are, for with regard to this sect, we know that everywhere it is spoken against. And so Paul, he, first of all, he introduced himself, some of his story, some of what he stands for, and then he says, I'm eager to speak to you. And they say, well, we, we've heard about this, um, this Christianity, but we we have not received any word about you. Now this is interesting because you remember the the Asian belief or the Asian Jews had followed Paul to Jerusalem and they were persecuting him in Jerusalem. There was an expectation that they would have made a, made a mark or, or sent communication to to Rome, but that has not happened yet. Verse twenty three. When they had appointed a day for him, they came to him at his lodging in great numbers. From morning till evening, he expounded to them, testifying to the kingdom of God and trying to convince them about Jesus, both from the law of Moses and the prophets. So here's what Paul did. Paul got his Old Testament scripture and he just walked through and he said, let me, let me explain this passage in light of Jesus and this passage in light of Jesus and this passage in light of Jesus from morning until evening. He just taught the scripture about Christ. Verse 24. And some were convinced by what he said, but others disbelieved. And isn't this how it goes? Sometimes we share the gospel with someone and they're, I'm convinced. Sometimes we, we share the gospel with someone and they say, I'm, I'm not there. We don't control those results though, right? We just control our faithfulness to share the gospel lovingly and boldly. Well, let's, let's bring this whole chapter to a conclusion. It says, he lived there two whole years at his own expense and welcomed all who came to him, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus with all boldness and without hindrance. So Paul's waiting for an opportunity to appear before Caesar. What we know here is according to Acts, he stays there two whole years and he does it on his own expense. And every, all these people come to visit him and he's proclaiming the kingdom of God 
and he's teaching about the Lord Jesus, and he's doing it with boldness and without hindrance, even though he's in captivity. This is a great picture. This is a great picture for us as we bring Acts to a conclusion. As we wrap it all together, I just want to return to this, this theme we've talked about regularly in this, and it's this, this picture of the Spirit of God leading the people of God to testify to the glory of the gospel of Jesus to everyone around us. Paul did this in some terrible circumstance. Paul did this and sometimes he had great results and sometimes he had terrible results. Remember, sometimes people believed and people rejoiced. Remember, sometimes people drug him outside the city and stoned him and wanted to kill him. Look at all the different imprisonments he experienced and the, 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 the times where he was mobbed on or potentially beaten. And yet, he is undeterred. See, there's this, this reality that we live in in the gospel. The reality is that, that trusting in Christ, it costs you nothing. There's nothing you can do to earn it. There's nothing you can do to buy it. When you and I, when we believe in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we are saved, we are made new, we are redeemed, we are adopted, we are, we are promised this eternal life with Christ forever. It will cost you nothing. But there's also a sense where it will cost you everything. Our life is not meant to be the same. We don't continue to do all the old things we used to do. We don't live the same old life. When we are in Christ, we now have one driving purpose, one driving passion. It's to to make sure as many people as possible have the opportunity to hear and believe the simple message that the perfect sinless Son of God, Jesus Christ, loved us when we were sinful and rebellious. He died for us and he was resurrected so that everyone who believes in him has life everlasting, is made right with God. This is this is the gospel. This is the, the expansion of the gospel in the book of Acts. And it ends with Paul, who all the way back there in, in those early chapters, he was a persecutor of Christians. And now he's in Rome waiting to testify to the gospel of Jesus Christ to Caesar. And as he's, doing, as he's waiting, he's meeting with loads of people and he's proclaiming the kingdom of God and sharing about Jesus. I, I just want you to, as we bring this great book of Acts to a close, I want you to take some time and, and I want you to evaluate if your one driving purpose and passion is in fact the one that God has given each of us. You might say, well, Mike, you know, I'm really into gardening. Mike, I'm, I'm really into to baseball. Mike, I'm really into fishing or whatever your hobby is. Mike, I'm really into my education right now or my job right now or my family right now. Listen, all those, there's nothing wrong with any of those. All those are beautiful and good gifts of God, but, but all of those are meant to be influenced explicitly, explicitly by the one driving purpose and passion of sharing the gospel. So let me just make sure I'm being clear. As we bring this book to a close, as you click off on this video, would you take a moment, just go to the Lord in prayer. Say, Father, help me to make the gospel of Jesus and the expanding of your kingdom, help it to be my one driving purpose and passion. 
Maybe take a moment and, and repent. Say, God, I'm sorry for the ways that I have been off track and I have been selfish and, and chasing after other things. Maybe take a moment and ask God to help you see how you can use your, your natural skills and abilities, the way you already spend your time, your hobbies, your talents, to use those in a way that leads others toward Jesus. But let's take this moment as we bring this great book to a close and let's stop and let's realign ourselves with the, the Lord who loves us and gave himself for us. And let's find that we have that same one driving purpose and passion to see the, the gospel of Jesus go out and be shared with as many people as possible. This is, this is our default ancient way for our modern day.